What's up, people? My name is Straight Shooting LJ, and welcome to the Straight Shooting Rants. Now, one thing I want to discuss is furloughing and football. Um, what are people who look at just the microcosm of football, in my view, are deliberately not seeing is that football clubs are businesses, and furloughing employees is actually a business entitlement, basically. I mean, look at how many other businesses a lot bigger than these clubs, or as big as, that have taken advantage of it. Now, for me, it was another wishy-washy government plan with just vague stipulations that the bigger businesses were always going to end up taking advantage of because the stips were so vague. I mean, you look at Richard Branson. <laughs> Dude's worth $4.7 He's mocking. But he's trying to get a government bailout, even though he doesn't even pay taxes in Britain. So he's trying to get our government to bail him out. And they probably will, to be honest. But for me, the government needed to say that the support loan package, thats that they want to call it support, but it's its a loan. But I, I, think it's one of them, I think it's one of them ones where that £350 billion and the furlough scheme should actually only be available to businesses of, say, 50 employees and below, for example. Just for example, don't hold me to those numbers. With an annual turnover, um, the company with an annual turnover of say below one million pounds before tax, for example, for example, because those to me are the businesses that actually need that money. But once again, it's another loophole that unscrupulous businesses have taken have taken advantage of and have tried to take advantage of. But coming back, but coming back to like the support loan package in the in the first place. It's one of them ones where it's like, the reason why I say businesses of, well, small businesses of, say, below 50, below 50 employees and the small annual turnover is purely on the basis that the £350 billion worth of loans, it's one of them as it's a loan. So it has to be paid back. So imagine this coronavirus thing. Let's say it was to, to last. And a friend of mine actually, actually, put, actually laid this out quite nicely for me, where it's like, Imagine this was to last three months and you borrow 50 grand just to keep your company ticking over. Not even profit or whatever, not greed, just to keep your company ticking over during that three months. Then it gets announced, oh, this is going to last a year. So then you'll end up having to borrow even more. So whatever you borrowed to tick you over for three months, you're going to have to times by four. So let's say you borrow 200, 250 grand. Once this stuff is over... You're going to have to pay that back because it's a loan. And even without interest, imagine being a small company of, say, 10 or 20 people and you now have to pay back 250 grand. It, you're going to struggle, more likely than not. And because the economy is going to be screwed when we come out of this, let's not get twisted. It's, it's going to be screwed and also it's going to be very different. The landscape is going to be completely different. So it's one of them ones where... <sighs> It's going to be one of them, I said, even without interest, that's still quite a price to pay. So it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like universal credit and the advances where people are basically being sold a dream where it's like, oh, oh yeah, 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 don't worry. Just take out an advance. It'd be cool. You can get an advance on your next thing. And then it's like, oh, yeah, don't worry. No, no, no. We could defer payments for a while. But then what they do is, <clears throat> what they do is, it's one of them where it's like, oh, hold on. 
How come I'm only getting this on my benefit? How come I, what? You're staying me for 150 quid a month? What? I can't even afford that. How am I going to eat? And it's like, well, we did say it was a loan. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, it's being, I said, it's literally being sold, the advance. And especially with the five-week delay, it's one of them was the advance is being sold as a dream where it's like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You can pay, you can pay it back in small amounts. And then you get stung for a large amount. And it's like, no, you've, you've basically sold people back. Well, I was going to say back into poverty where it's like, it's just even, even deeper in. And a lot of these smaller businesses are going to, are going to get, I think kind of get stung in the same sort of way. But you know what? Yeah, it is one of them was where I've actually, that <clears throat> I've actually mentioned to, I've actually mentioned to some people about the point about using, coming back to football, using furloughing as point scorer. Now, a lot of teams have not covered themselves in themselves in glory in regards to furloughing. But remember, it is one of them ones where it is a business entitlement. Ethically, I don't agree with it. And I, I will say why later on. But it is one of them ones. A lot of, a lot of fans are just using it as point scoring without actually understanding what it is. But then as said, Richard Branson is worth four, like 4.7 billion. And he's trying to, and, and people, and he's trying to get government money and get a bailout and get grants. But then people are missing that because they're too busy looking at the microcosm of football to realize that bear, bear in mind, Branson on his own is worth the latest Premier League deal, which was 4.45 billion estimated. So it's only was for a guy like that to try and get government grants. He's mocking. But as I said, unfortunately, just like the general elections this past December, people are looking at the microcosm and missing the bigger picture. Now, for me, when the restrictions are lifted, a few companies who've laid off staff, because some companies have, have just been like, nope, we're not going to survive laying off. A few companies who've laid off staff will actually realize that it would have been better to furlough staff and basically keep staff on ice rather than start again and have to retrain people. Because remember, with, with furloughing, I look at it as at least it guarantees people 80% of their wages. And that's obviously coming from the government, not those businesses. So that could be critical in helping, especially the smaller businesses that need it to keep going. I mean, some, I mean, I mean, you look at it, some little, <clears throat> some, some little say food stall in short, in the middle of shortage, they're going to have, they're going to have to furlough if not, if like, if not get rid of people. Because they they can't afford they can't afford to like just cease trading for a couple of for a couple of months they can't, they they clearly can't afford it so it's one of them ones where it's like it's it's an interesting one but I mean for me that's why companies are furloughing because it eases the pressure on the payroll and enables companies to keep staff on I mean I said bear in mind there are actually some companies not topping up the twenty percent but the fact is this is temporary it's supposed to be for three months but it's probably going to be longer. The way the coronavirus thing has been handled by this conservative government has been an absolute cluster. But that's a different argument. But for me, the terms of furloughing, by and large, <clears throat> there is, it's basically kind of a, it's basically a no compete clause. Because I know people who've been furloughed and I've and I've read as well where the terms of their the terms of their furloughing say that they can't work for anybody else during this time 
So even volunteering with some companies is actually prohibited, which to me is a little sinister because at the end of the day, volunteering, you ain't getting paid for it. So it's one of them ones, it's mockage. But at the end of the day, you are still under contract to a certain company. And if you, and imagine it, I can understand it because imagine if you get ill, <clears throat> if you get ill whilst you're furloughed, then obviously the company you're going back to will have to be paid, will have to pay you sick pay. So it's kind of, but, but there are loopholes within that where you could have a special code where it's like, right, this is a coronavirus thing. All right, we need it back from the government. So there, there are loopholes around it. But even so, volunteering, you're not earning any money anyway. But I just look at it also as well. It's not as if you're working in, say, it's not as if you're in football or, in, or you're in pro wrestling where you can get injured and that could end your career. I mean, I can understand no compete clauses there where it's like, whilst you're furloughed, stay at home, don't do anything keep yourself safe, keep yourself healthy. I can understand that if it was in a contact sport. Because at the end of the day, let's say you go out and play for an amateur league side, for instance, if you're a pro, if you're a professional footballer and then you get injured during that game, then obviously your club, your pro club now that you play for has to absorb that liability. And if your career's ended, then obviously they lose, they, they lose a lot with that. See Dean Ashton um, as an example. <clears throat> but obviously he was on England duty, but the point remains. But it is one of them ones where, I mean, it, I look at it as if companies are going to make someone redundant, then they're just going to do it. And there would be no need to, to furlough. And there was a, there was a discussion with um, with a friend of mine and someone online about oh why do, oh if companies oh, if companies are going to make someone redundant oh they oh they're going to furlough them and it's like well no that's a lot of extra hassle to keep someone on the payroll and then get rid of them and it's like you don't even know whether or not, whether or not you're going you're going to need them or not so it's like that's a lot of extra hassle just to furlough them and all that but it's but it's one of them ones where it's like the furloughing scheme from what i've been from what i've been told from a friend of mine who's actually who's who's actually used it it's one of them ones where it actually involves a lot of work to get set up and it's not as simple as it's made out to be so it's one of them ones so a lot of people were making it oh yeah just follow it's like yeah it's not as simple as that you got to do your accounting right you got to make sure you got to make sure <clears throat> you got to make sure that people agree to be furloughed as well that's that's another thing because it is it is as a friend of mine has said it is optional so it's one of them ones i mean you can get furloughed you can walk away you can do whatever but it is one of them ones where coming back to again football clubs, I think a lot of football clubs are being unfairly chastised for taking advantage of something which is a business opportunity. And a lot of people, as per usual, are looking at that microcosm and not looking at those who are creating the system to be taken advantage of in the first place. As said, this conservative government have botched a hell of a lot. And the furloughing scheme and all that, it's a case of there are so many loopholes in it of course, big businesses, not that I think, not that I agree with it, not that I'm saying it's right, I'm just saying it is, but it's one of them was a lot of big businesses, I said, Richard Branson specifically, who's worth 4.7 billion pounds, just on his own, he, him tried, and he doesn't even pay taxes, <laughs> it's even worse, he doesn't even pay taxes, but he wants taxpayers' money to bail him out, so it's one of them ones where it's like, 
as much as ethically I don't agree with clubs, with football clubs furloughing, it's a yet another thing that the government have created with their wishy-washy and not properly clarified stipulations and schemes. So it's one, it's one of them ones, but... I mean, with football clubs, there are massive differences between a team like, say, Burnley and the team like, say, Manchester United. Manchester United are on the New York Stock Exchange. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're not furloughing. But you shouldn't be furloughing anyway. Because at the end of the day, because at the end of the day, you shouldn't be seeking a government bailout when you've got stockholders, you've got shareholders. Yeah, your owners might be strip mining the company, but you're on the New York Stock Exchange. You can't do that unless you're unless you're making serious money. That's why there's not a great deal of football clubs on the New York Stock Exchange. So it's one of them where it's like, I said, ethically, I don't agree with clubs furloughing, but some actually need to do it. Like, say, Burnley, for instance, who have said they're going to lose out on tens of millions of pounds and their turnover, their profit margins are not that great anyway, but they're running on an even keel. So... It's so it's an it's an interesting one, but as I said, ethically, I don't agree with football clubs furloughing. But the fact of the matter is, it's a business entitlement, and I think football clubs are being unfairly sniped at when there are a lot bigger entities getting away with furloughing <clears throat> and are not getting chastised for it. But anyway, that's my view. Comment section is below. You know what? Let me know what you think about it. Remember, I am at SSLJA on Twitter. Facebook, Straight Shooting LJA as well. You know what? I have been Straight Shooting LJA and I will see you next time. Thanks for your time, peeps.